Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to share with you the most powerful truth, the most powerful force, the most powerful, awesome, amazing power that is existing and working actively on earth and uh, it's a gift God has given us and I pray that after even tonight after this moment we will start using it very actively change ourselves change our family and church our nation in Jesus mighty name Amen. And that is prayer. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is awesome. Power, prayer is more powerful than atomic bomb, nuclear bomb, anything bomb that man is creating to destroy mankind. It's the most powerful thing on earth. What Knowledge cannot do, prayer can do. What people, all intellectuals of the world are gathered together and they create wisdom and understanding more than that prayer will do. When a man prays on earth, there is a God who hears and answers in heaven. When we pray, when we fast in the seven days, we are attracting the focus of God, we are attracting the, the the heaven is watching over us. Heaven is engaged. Uh, the Holy Spirit is engaged. Angels are engaged. Of course, the demons are also actively watching when to gather their things and run away because the church is praying. Uh, Jesus, our Lord, lived a prayerful life. When he lived on earth. I want you to open Mark uh, chapter 1, 35. I will start by reading from Mark 1, 35. And in the morning, long before daylight, he got up and went out to the desert place. And there he prayed. Deserted place and prayed. And Simon Peter and those who were with him followed him, pursuing him eagerly and hunting him out. Early in the morning, Jesus goes to mountains. Early in the morning, Jesus goes to secure place to pray. All night, Jesus prayed. At the garden, Jesus prayed. I mean, even on the cross hanging, Jesus was praying and interceding. So Jesus has a life of prayer. And still right now, sitting at the right hand of the Father, he is interceding for us. Prayer is life. Prayer is energy. Prayer is like the air we breathe for Christians. If we are suffocated, maybe we need to pray more. Because prayer is air we breathe. Prayer is oxygen 
for the church. Why do we pray? Because we have so many needs, we need to pray. Because God is our provider, we need to pray. For our peace, we need to pray. For our health, we need to pray. For finances, we need to pray. For confusions or, or only depressions or pressures, we have to pray. Because our God is the source of everything good. In Psalm 92, the last verse says, there is nothing but goodness in him. He is a good God. He's a loving father. He's a caring father. He's waiting for us to ask. In James chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, you don't have because you did not ask. And so because you did not ask and received what you lack or what you need, you fight. You are jealous over one another. You, you, you kill one another. Because you don't ask and you don't receive and you don't have and you get jealous and you fight. You desire somebody's that's not yours. Ask, the Bible says, and you shall receive. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. What a promise. And what a promise. If we clap, we we'll clap for him who promised that ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock the door shall be open. Let's shout and praise him from our heart to him because it's a promise that is yes and amen for those who trust the promise. It's amazing when Jesus lived in this earth, as we said earlier, he was living a life of prayer. Praying all the time. Praying all night. You know, he started all night prayer. It's not the church. Jesus started all night prayer. And so the disciples watched him all the time praying. And then he prays a lot. And when he goes out and does miracles, it, it didn't take him time. He just did it. Because he lived a life of regular prayer and fasting. He was equipped all the time to address the enemy. And so they watched him and they watched him and they lived with him and they saw the miracles, they ate with him, they slept with him. They... So it's amazing they did not ask Jesus, how did you open that blind eye? Can you teach us? Can you train us how to do that? He did, they did not ask that, it's amazing. And, 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 and they did not say how to raise the dead man. Teach us how to multiply fishes and, and, and the breads that you fill, fed the multitudes and 12 baskets full was left over. Show us, no. They knew that the secret of Jesus' ministry was prayer. Can you shout prayer? Prayer? Prayer. I'm telling you, when nothing else works in your life, prayer always works. Especially when it's backed up with fasting. He fasted and prayed, Jesus. Our example, our leader, our teacher, our guide, our Lord, our master, the king of glory. He fasted 
and pray. Why do we fast? We fast to, to weaken our flesh and to strengthen the spirit. When we are filled with the spirit, it's so easy to believe for anything. And when we believe, we overcome. Without faith, we cannot overcome the world. So Jesus was asked by the disciples, teach us how to pray. Because now we know the secret, your secret of your success. For your success is prayer. Teach us, Lord, Master, how to pray. And you know the Bible. I mean, every Christian prays his prayer. Our Father who hearts in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Start by glorifying God, worshiping God, praising him. This is the gate. This is the entrance. This is how you build his throne, by worshiping him. He encompasses the praises of his people. I want to take you to Matthew 6. Also when Jesus was giving them instructions how to pray. Matthew 6. 6. But when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. Because prayer has to be the life of every believer. If you don't have a life of prayer, but you say, I'm a believer, I'm going to church Sunday, when I can, uh, this kind of thing. Uh, let me tell you, you are a very weak Christian and you are open for the attack of the enemy anytime. But when you pray, go into your most private room and close the door. Pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. To your private place. Is there, I, I want to ask you a question. Is, do you have a private corner where you have allocated to meet with your heavenly father? You have a secret place? Some people have a bathroom. They close there for a longer time to, to, to connect with God. That's where they, they have a secret place because there was no extra room in their house. Some do that in their car. They stay after they drive and come into their house. They stay there for hours, for hour, for half an hour, for two hours. At the, at the Lord, at the Holy Spirit leads you. In connecting with God. Go to your private corner. Close the door. Close the door might not be a big deal now because, I mean, nobody comes to your house. I mean, in older days, everybody, I remember when we were married uh, as a young couple, people were always coming to our house. But now, not many people come without calling. But there is a door to close to connect with God. And that door is your social media, iPhone, Samsung, whatever. Shut. I'm telling you. Whenever you want to close and have intimate relationship with God, it's amazing how your phone can distract you. Friends who have never called, they call at that time. You know? 
it's next to you, and then many times it goes toot, toot. You wonder, what is it? What's new? You know, exciting news, exciting game. Whatever you are hooked there, it just bloop. So I advise you to close it or get rid of it till you finish your prayer. Everything can wait, I'm telling you. It can wait. The news can wait. What did Trump do today? Boop! What happened in, in America? What happened in the soccer field? What it can wait. Can you all shout, shout with me? It can wait. Anything can wait. Till you finish your quiet time with God. Why do you pray? Because God himself is wanting and looking that intimate relationship to have with you. Because he loves you so very much. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to listen our praise. He wants to listen our uh, requests. He wants to, to really fellowship with us. He, he wants to listen and he wants to talk to us things. He wants to show us things that we, we, we're just confused about. He loves to fellowship with us. He loves to have intimate relationship with you. Imagine if you have uh, loved friends or, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. I pray that the girlfriend and husband relationship will, girlfriend, boyfriend will transfer to husband and wife. As well. Longing to spend time, quality time with your best friend. He longs for that time. He loves it. God who made the universe, he loves to spend time with us. He longs for that time. You remember in Genesis, Abraham, I mean, uh, Adam and Eve and God, they have a regular relationship daily. Together, he will come and spend time and fellowship. They have that kind of beautiful relationship. And when Adam sinned, God did not avoid him. He still was in that place to fellowship. It's amazing how God is not even rejecting us because of our failures. He still longs for us. Remember in Luke 15, the, the, the prodigal son, he did bad. I mean, his name of that great, big, rich man was spoiled. Hey, he's, he's a father of that, you know, bad boy kind of thing. But even though he has done so much damage, he has taken his inheritance before the father died. Naturally, it's after the father dies or the mother dies that you inherit or you receive whatever belongs to you. But he did so much bad. But when he's gone, the father's heart was longing for the son to come back home one day. He was looking all the time. Is this... Today, today, is my son coming today? In fact, one place it says when he saw him from far, he collected, gathered his clothes and ran to the son. Jesus said this example to show us how the father's heart is longing for us. People of God, he loves you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to understand you, to hear your, your struggle. You, you want, he wants to show you things that you are confused about and you're doing that and this and that, but you never give him time to receive wisdom from him. And so he came and he missed Adam. Adam was not in the place. So he said, Adam, where are you? I was here. Still to fellowship.
opportunity to have time with you to hear what happened. We need to pray because there is an enemy in this world that wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy us. In John 10:10, 10, 10, the Bible says the thief comes to steal. To kill and to destroy. But I have come to give you life so that you will have it abundantly. I think this scripture was read before in 2 Corinthians 10. 3. For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh. And using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. But they are mighty before God for the overthrowing of destruction of strongholds. There is a battle. There is a warfare. We have an enemy. Who tries to steal our peace, our joy, our marriage, our children, our finances. the thief. So that's why we have to pray to stop him. Submit yourself to the Lord. And fight the enemy. Reject the enemy. Resist the enemy. And he will flee from you. Resisting and fighting all this spiritual warfare are done in prayer by the Holy Spirit, by the word of God. When we are spending time with God, we will be energized to turn around and fight and win our enemy. Prayer. Brings down the kingdom. Jesus said when you pray. Pray your kingdom come. And your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The church is the agent. For God's will that is in heaven. To come down here on earth. Prayer is powerful people. When we read the Bible, I mean, Elijah was a man like us. One man who decided to pray, to see God's face, to get God's agenda. When all the nation was in turmoil, one man brought the solution from heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Esther. Know so much. She she was raised by her uncle and she was chosen to be queen. But Mordecai, her uncle, asked her, This challenge has come. Do something about it because you are in the palace. You have now an entrance to go to the king's presence and, and, and bring the, the need. And she said, No, 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 I can't do that because you don't know the rule. 
The king has not called me for so long. And if I go without being invited, I can be killed. This is risky. And I love what Mordecai say. I really want to clap for Mordecai. What a man of faith. What a man of courage. What a mighty man of God. He said, Esther, if you think, you will be spared. Because you are in the palace. You and your household will be part of the destruction. But salvation will come from anywhere because God is a God, a God who keeps his covenant, a God of Israel. He will bring from anywhere if you don't do it. And so when she saw that the demand was very serious, costing even risking her own life, she said, okay then, you fast for me three days. I will fall fast with my woman here. Let's all together pray a united prayer, a fasting. And then she said, I will go to the king. If I die, I will die. You know, <laughs> what prayer and fasting does, it, it will give you courage, boldness, strength to do the impossible. To do what you will never do it. But God will energize you, fill you with courage. And so after the three days being in the presence of God, maybe the reason why they didn't mention uh, God in the book of Esther, probably, is that they live in Babylon. Uh, they worship idol. So it's hidden there. But God is all over the book. And so she was energized. Secondly, she was favored. Unusual favor. You receive when you fast and pray. It changes us. She did what she did, not only for herself, but for the entire race of the Jewish people. They were saved because of what? Fasting and prayer. There are so many big things that we cannot do. We, we just don't even have an answer. Which way to go? Darkness, confusion, no answer, not even easily found. Africa is in a mess. In many ways, in many of them. We have so much good, but and yet we can't reach to take it and use it for us and to be even blessing to others. Why? I'm telling you, when the church arises to her calling and take her this responsibility seriously, Pray and also fast. You remember Jesus said when the two disciples were struggling, they were coming from the mountain to cast out demons. And they were just struggling. And Jesus came and just did it at once. And the disciples said, Jesus, we're struggling. We're tr we couldn't do it. How did you do it? He said, this kind cannot be casted out unless fasting and prayer. God is calling us 
fast and to pray. Uh, there was a little girl of four years old who was going through trauma because her mom that she loved so much was sick and taken to the hospital. And a uh, couple of days, some mother stayed in the hospital and, and the girl didn't know. She was crying the whole time, missing her mom. And one day, the mom came back and the relatives filled the house and there was, the girl was happy. She thought, oh, my mom is back now. She's okay. But she was not okay. And the relatives were talking among each other, among themselves. They said, oh, she's going to die. The doctor said there is no hope. So sisters were crying. Some of them were just didn't know what to do. And they're just waiting till, you know, her, you know, her body, her soul separates from her body. This little girl, in the middle of their conversation, she heard about it. Ah, my mom is dying? My mom is dying. So she went up, this is a true story, I'm telling you. She went at the back of the yard, the, their house, and it was a rocky compound. And she cried and she said, God, please, I'm begging you, please heal my mom. And if you heal my mom, I will walk on my knees from that corner to that corner. And she did walk. It was quite long for her. It was painful. Some of them were rocky you know, taking her skins a little bit. And then after she finished that walking, she was so tired. So she went in, sneaked to the room where her mom was sleeping. And then she slept there. After some time, she woke up. When she woke up from her sleep, she saw her mom standing in trying to make her bed and change the sheet and everything. She was so excited. You can imagine. She started crying and crying. Oh my God, my mom is healed. My mom is healed, my mom is healed. That was my story when I was four years old. The Holy Spirit touched me. From that moment on up to now, to believe and practice the power that is in prayer. I'm telling you, God did not say pray. Just to make us tired or to just, you know, religious exercise. No, there is a mighty power when we pray according to the direction of the word of God when we pray believing that he is faithful to fulfill every promise that he has given us Jesus said to the disciples 
pray that you will not fall into temptations. Because Jesus overcame the temptation of the evil one because he prayed. If Jesus, the son of God, God himself needed prayer to overcome every obstacle, every temptation, how much more the church? Pray that you will not fall on into temptations. The last one I want to share with you is we pray because there is a reward. After we pray and fast, even if we don't feel anything emotionally, physically, you know, but guaranteed because of the sacrifice, we have sacrificed because of the time we're taking to be quiet before him and love him and praise him and worship him and seek him and, and, and meditating on the word and staying in his presence. There is a big reward. Jesus said in, 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 in Matthew that I, we read earlier in Matthew 6, he told them, close your door, go to a sacred place, close the door, and God who sees you in secret. You know, in that secret place that we are looking to meet God, he is there watching over you. He is there listening to what you have to say. He is there receiving your sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving and worship. And the Bible says, the God who is there, say the God who is there, all of you. Again, say, the God who is there. Where? In the secret place. In that private place. In the place of your prayer. God already is waiting for you there. Just when you enter, this is a moment for me and my God. This is a moment I want to be quiet before the Lord and listen and, and, and receive guidance or something. Sometimes... You know, audible voice sometimes. The word will jump up sometimes. Just in your heart, you know, you receive directions. He will do something, but he knows how to communicate to us. And the God who is in that secret place will reward you. That's what Jesus said. In open. When you do your work, your job, you're praying, you're fasting, you're, 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 you're worshiping adoration, in the secret place, he will reward you in public. Openly. People will watch it and see it. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, the Bible says. There's a benefit, there's an advantage. And I say, it's not small, small thing you receive. It's a big thing. In fact, he loves to be asked stuff. He loves to, to be asked nations and communities and, and he, he loves big visions. He loves to be asked big things. I think it's in Psalm 
two, he says, ask me nations. Because he's a big God. You know, he doesn't borrow anything to give to you. He is, a, or he owns the heavens and the earth. Okay, if you clap, it's not for you, Sophie. It's for God. So give it the highest praise for God. It's for God. Beza Church, don't be afraid to worship him in, in clapping. Come on. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. He is the rewarder. He is the rewarder. He is the rewarder of those who seek him. You seek him in private place and he will award you openly. Because he is found in that secret place. <laughs> uh, Azar 58, it is a, a, a chapter of fasting and prayer, teaching, guiding us how to do it. And then let me go just to the reward place. Uh, Isaiah 58, 8, it says, Then shall your light break forth. After this kind of fasting and prayer, your light will break forth. Like the morning. And your healing, your restoration, and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, your right relationships with God shall be, shall go before you, conducting you to peace, prosperity, and the glory of the Lord shall be your real God. All this will be yours after you fast and pray. Obey him in this, you know. And I read it earlier. He did not say, if you pray, if you feel like fasting and praying, if you feel like seeking God. He, no, no. He said, when you pray, when you pray, it's a commandment. It's also a commandment for us, whether to obey or not to obey. We are called to prayer. I don't want anybody to feel guilty about it. But I want you to take step from today on. Have a private place where you and your loving father meet. Where you regularly seek him. Jesus' culture is early in the morning mostly. So it's early before the sun rises. He spends time with his father. What a beautiful thing to wake up. And before you look at your social media or whatever gadget, to seek God first. Can you shout with me first? first. One more time. First. first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. If you clap, I say, Beza Church. If you clap, it's to God and give it your highest clap. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. What an amazing God. What a privilege he has given us to invite us. It is surely a mountain experience. 
you leave everything down. You leave it depression, lack of money, lack of friends, lack of health. Like, leave everything down and you go higher to fellowship with him. When you turn back, everything good will follow you. That's what it says. Seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. His dominion. His and all these things shall be added unto you. See, when you go higher, everything down looks small. If you have ever flown in the plane, everything after a while looks like a toy car in the earth, you know? Small, small, small thing. So whatever is heavy on earth, by talking with a friend, by talking with, you know, TikTok or whatever, you can't solve it. But by going higher in the mountain... Worshipping your loving God. Adoring him in spite. Giving him a sacrifice of praise. You built actually. His throne. By worshipping. That's what he sits. Psalm 22. 3 says. He is throned. In the praises of Israel. That's where he is sitting. You know, when you don't worship and you go and murmur, 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 and complain and go back. No, no, you did not, you did not meet God. You go in and worship. Forget your problem. Forget, look at Silas, Paul and Silas in that torturous, and, but you can't think anything but, ah, 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 experience. They said, let's praise God. Let's worship him anyway. And God responded with earthquake. And the chain was broken and everybody was free. Not only them, but all the prisoners were free. See, when the church takes time seriously, prayer, fasting, seriously, I'm telling you, it's not just for us here, you know. It's for the nations. It's for the continent. It's for the world. The church has authority to rule over. Because the heavens and the earth belongs to God. Let me finish with this one testimony. The Holy Spirit just brought it. It will help you. It will help you. My husband was in Sweden. Chartered to preach for the businessmen in Sweden. I did not plan this. It just came. Pastor Z was five years old. When, we came, when he came back, it was time to go renew our uh, visa. As we were there as a student, and we have to renew visas then. I don't know now. Every year you go to immigration and renew your visa. So they gave us appointment after appointment. Oh, you have a problem. Your visa has a problem. Because you are here with I-20, which is a student visa. But you have gone to Sweden without having a re-entry visa. So you are going to be kicked out of the United States before you finish your school. And he said... Well, I did not do to do any crime. I went to preach the gospel. And the plane was chartered by businessmen in America to go and minister in Sweden, businessmen in Sweden. And they would not understand. They pulled us. This. So finally, the main director of the immigration, he has to sign the paper. So we were sent there with little Zev. His name was Chuchu Zen. Can you say choo-choo? <laughs> that was his name. If you want to kid him, you can call him sometime choo-choo. He doesn't like it. Choo-choo train, you know? <laughs> so we went there. 
and uh, the director is sitting in front, and I am sitting here with, with Pastor Zay, and my husband is sitting here, and he said, you are a criminal. You are given a privilege to study in the United States of America, but you abused the privilege, and you went to Sweden and, and came back without a, a legal, legal entry visa. Suddenly, say suddenly, please. Again, say suddenly, a holy anger came upon my husband, who is quiet and normal. And all of a sudden, because the man was saying again and again, you alien, you alien, you are alien here, you are alien. And so he said, sir, from now on, don't call me alien again. I'm living in my father's world. My father owns the heavens and the earth. And I am a child of the most high God. I did not go to, to sell drugs. I'm telling you the truth before God. I did not go to sell drugs. I went to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in Sweden. So don't call me alien. If you don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, you are the alien one. I was on this side shaking, literally, my feet is shaking. I, I was praying, God, let the earth open and swallow me right here. And I tried to sh kick him, you know how wives, we know how to do that? You know, underneath the table, when my, our husband so wrong, we say, stop. But my feet was too small to reach him. So I couldn't, I couldn't. So the man said, what did you say? Yes, John 1, 12 says, for, tho for those who have accepted Christ as the Lord of their uh, life, who have accepted Jesus, uh, they, they're called children of God. So for me, Jesus is my Lord, and I'm serving him, and I went to preach him. So I am a child of God, and I have authority to be his child, and my daddy owns the world the heavens, the earth belongs to him. And I live in my daddy's world. So don't call me alien again. The truth, again, I'm telling you, the man is huge. Bigger than my husband. He rose up like this. When he rose up, I thought he was going to fight him. So, just shaking. I was just shaking. What next? He hold with one hand the flag of the state of Illinois, and with his other hand, the flag of the United States of America, and he said, sir, he said, I want to thank you for choosing to do your education in the United States when you could have done it anywhere in the world. I want to say, welcome. <laughs> Honestly. This is the truth. Welcome. And thank you for choosing to educate yourself in America. And uh, from now, you don't need to come for re-entry uh, visa. We have what we call the green card. Green card we never heard before. It was not known then when Pastor Z is five years old. Imagine, it's a long time ago. 
Why are you quiet? Why are you quiet? Green card, everybody knows now, right? Lift your hands, those who know about green card in America. Woohoo, it's like gold, right? But we didn't know that then. We have never heard about green card. We were there, we were just ministering in the church, we were doing a Christian fellowship of the Ethiopians, evangelicals around. We never heard about the green card. So, so because you need a green card, so you can go freely, minister, come, stay here, whatever, except voting, you can do anything in America. That's why you're clapping. And so he pressed, called somebody, he said, uh, take them to this room, let them fill the form. Another person pressed and said, take them to that room, they take pictures. Next week, you will uh, get the green card, what we call green card, and uh, that's what you need. It will come to your uh, apartment. You don't need to come here, immigration anymore. Aha. Uh -huh. the glory. Actually, I don't know what that visa is. It's a very special visa. It's a lifetime. There is no, after 10 years renewing, there is no renewing in our uh, green card. No renewing. It's a lifetime green card. No need to renew it after 10 years. You know, most, I think majority of the green card, almost all I know, it needs to be renewed. Ours doesn't get, it's a permanent residence permit. God is big. God is able. God is a God of miracles. There's nothing that your God cannot do. You can overcome every attack, every temptation, everything evil that is trying to bind you. You can break out and be free in the name of Jesus. When you pray and fast, you give opportunity to you, the spirit man in you to have dominion. To have dominion. Last verse. Then shall your light break forth like the morning down. All this, it's amazing. Uh, I think I will stop. But uh, you read it, uh, Mark 17, it talks about the mountain. I was going to read that, but uh, let me stop here. Let's bow our hands and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A God who hears and answers prayers. When uh, we pray here on earth, there is a God who hears up in heaven. There is a God who hears and answers in prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for each and every one of us. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit will bring revival within us. As you have touched me when I was four years old. And taught me that you hear and answer prayer. I pray that this truth will penetrate deep in every hearer's heart. I call it revival in this church. Of prayer in the name of Jesus. Intercession. Fighting the demons and, the, and, and, and all their acts in the nation. I pray that darkness will, will be scattered and your light will shine. 
every need in this house, I pray in the name of Jesus, would be met. Heal people, I pray in Jesus' name to be healed. Confusion will, will, will be changed by peace that passes all understanding. Jesus, open our eyes, I pray in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes. The same spirit of God that touched this little girl many, many, many years ago taught her how prayer is most powerful thing on earth. Will touch every soul, every hearer in this hall, I pray. Jesus, be magnified, be glorified. We worship you. We worship you. For the sacrifice, we worship you. Thank you, God, for giving us Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you energize us and help us and guide us and teach us. We love you, God. We love you for being so close and for loving us and for caring for us. You will not judge us like we judge ourselves. You have already paid the price on the cross of Calvary. We go free in Jesus' name I pray. And all the people say amen. amen. Give him praise and glory. Give him praise and glory. Praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.